it's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society, and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We will talk about everything from tips and myths on gear, maintenance, techniques, education, and so much more with our very informed guests. So thank you for joining us. On today's podcast, I know you just heard from him a couple of weeks ago, but it is James McCarthy has returned And we are going to be talking about a lot of gear stuff um, over the next maybe couple of episodes. We'll see. We'll see what we can get into today. But Marty did such a great introduction of you, James, a couple of weeks ago on the fall uh, riding tips episode. I don't even know how I can compete with that other than thank you for being such an awesome friend to me and AMSS and the whole motorcycle community. And welcome back to the show. You know, thanks for having me. And, um, you know, Marty's uh, introduction was longer than any introduction I've ever given. So <laughs> thank you very much to Marty. But also, you know, I'm just happy to be here. You guys are doing a great job. Well, and you have been a supporter of me personally before AMSS even started. But you've been with us since the start of this, too. You filmed uh, our first high impact PSA with us on the left hand turn, which was super scary to watch but <laughs> yeah it was with um one of my ins- my instructors was driving the lexus in that commercial that was uh, henry trang and uh, i gotta tell you i mean henry and i have got so much faith in each other and i know you and the uh, um, our camera person i'm trying to remember her name alexis alexi she was fantastic yeah but we were getting to the point where um i think we were we were getting very 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 close well but, you uh, came up to us and you're like, we could get closer we're like nope <laughs> Oh, that was, that was good. But, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. And again, I, I appreciate your willingness to always be a soundboard for me, even like off, like off the record and stuff like that. You're just, you're so full of great information and you've been around the community for so long and yeah, you're one of my favorite people out there. So awesome. thank you. And, and you're definitely one of mine and that's my pleasure for sure. So let's get into some gear stuff. And I want to start with jackets because there's so many different avenues you can go down with jackets. And I think, I don't even know where I want to start with it. There's so many different styles. There's textile, leather, there's mesh, which I'm sure you're not the biggest fan of, um, you know, armored, not armored. Like, where do you want to start with this whole importance of jackets? For sure. And I mean, just to backpedal just a little bit, I mean, mesh, I happen to love mesh coats. It just depends on, <laughs> on which version they are. You know, I'm, I'm in my garage. I think I have about seven or eight different mesh versions, but they have the you know armor built into them and and so forth. And and they also they're convertible coats, too, because you can add layers or remove layers um, depending on the, the temperature. So actually, there's some of my favorite coats. But again, it depends on which version you get. I um, have a Danese one. That yeah. has elbows and shoulders and a and a back armor inserted. I love it because I can put in a heated long sleeve liner and cool mornings in the mountains. And by the afternoon when it's 30 degrees in the Kootenays, you take that off and you're still cool, but you're fully protected and it's Kevlar. For sure. Well. I mean, and Dionysi is probably... Uh, one of the best brands you can possibly get to. It's right up there, um, if not surpassing Alpine Stars and RS Tai Chi and companies like that. But um, Dionysi is is phenomenal. So, I mean, you obviously got some really good stuff there. And typically when you're buying the high-end gear, you are getting all those little extra bits and things that you don't get with the other stuff. I mean, not to say that 
spending less money on riding gear is going to make you less protected. Uh, it just means that uh, the guys like uh, DNEC, Alpine Stars, etc., spend a heck of a lot of time and money and research on making this stuff perfect. So what would be, I, maybe it's seasonal dependent on what would be your favorite jacket, whether it's leather or textile or mesh. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, you know, like, like I said, I talked about the convertible coat that I have um, and it works in all conditions. I've, I've taught with it when it was plus 36. I've worn it when it was um, minus two, minus three, stuff like that. And as you know, on the bike, it's 10 degrees cooler. So it was probably more like minus 12 and it worked fantastic. But I also do have coats specifically for different kinds of riding or even if it's a, a track day use or something like that, which I, I don't do much of anymore. But um probably first and foremost, and, and you and I talk about this before is price point. I mean, you have to figure out your price point. I mean, do you want it? Do you have a $500 budget for all of your gear? Do you have the unlimited budget uh, and everything in between? So figure out your price range. I mean, if you have a thousand dollars or $2,000 to spend on gear, that would be fantastic. But again, we don't want to uh, discourage people with smaller budgets to not go out and purchase the correct gear. And there are really good brands of riding gear that are less expensive. So um, let's, uh, let's talk about that as well. So number one thing after that, choose your style. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, I think I was one of the few guys when I was riding uh, Harley Davidson, I would wear my sport bike stuff. <laughs> so I got a lot of funny looks, right? So I'm wearing my sport bike helmet, my sport bike coat, my sport bike gloves, and then I'm riding a Harley Road King. But I love Harley Davidson's and, and, and I just happen to feel most comfortable uh, wearing sport bike gear. Not to say that I haven't worn um, like a half shell helmet or something like that with proper eye protection and, you know, gear. I have, I have. And I love that stuff too. Don't get me wrong. It looks the part, right? So choose the style. So um, a lot of sport bike riders are going to have full face helmets and um, they're going to have the really cool looking uh, leather um, coats and maybe a full one piece or two piece riding suit. Uh, And then... Uh, if someone's on a um, adventure tour, they may have a three quarter length coat, uh, something more adventure tour specific with lots of zippers and uh, removable liners and lots of pockets to put things in. Um, so it really depends on your style as well. I mean, are you on a BMW GS? Are you on a Harley Davidson um, uh, Road Glide Ultra Limited? Are you on a uh, Ducati 1199R something like that? I mean, there's so many cool bikes out there and so many cool different styles. So that's probably one of the best reasons um, why people get into motorcycling is because it looks freaking cool. Well, or you could be a woman and that's how I felt that day because I have all of the set above jackets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> two different bikes, but I wear everything on everything. Cause it's like, I'm feeling like I want leather today or three quarter length textile. Uh, you know, I, I have everything. So. And that's where the addiction begins, right? Yes. So, I mean, so people, um, when I was teaching, I heard that all the time, like how much stuff do you need? And it's not, it doesn't even become about what you need. It becomes about what you want. And every motorcyclist out there, they, they feel the same thing, right? Whether it's adding modifications to the motorcycle or if it's, you know, gear. How many helmets do you have? How many gloves do you have? Boots and um, jackets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's the start of the addiction for sure because um, uh, it's one of the reasons why I don't go do cocaine is because I can't afford it because all my money goes into motorcycles and motorcycle gear. Uh, so after um, the fit part is really big, right? So uh, you have to pick 
uh, American or Canadian shapes, which are going to be different than Euro shapes, which, which will be different than an Asian fit, uh, i.e. Um, RS Tai Chi. Uh, which is a company out of Japan uh, in Osaka. And I've had uh, race suits made from them and, and riding coats and so forth, but I have to get 3XL to fit my body shape, which is a large. And, and let me just say, you are not a 3XL person. Well, and you know, COVID has changed that a little bit. But. <laughs> I have had that same issue back, like when I got into riding, as you know, I have triumphs for everything. So when I would go and buy like, triumph ladies just normal apparel like shirts and stuff i'm like why am i buying a 3xl shirt but it's euro so that's same just- yeah it's 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 a bit of a hit on the ego too and um i remember being sized for um, a race suit back in uh, 2008 when i was at the rs tai chi um home base in osaka and the um, every time they would bring me up my normal size, they would kind of laugh a little bit. And I knew full well what that meant. And they would come up with like a 3XL version of what I was wearing and it would fit perfectly. So sometimes that can be a benefit, though. So um, when I was teaching with SeaTech uh, motorcycle rider training, we used to offer the riding gear as part of the course. So we would let people use our helmets, our coats, our gloves, etc. Even rain stuff that we would have for them in case it got rainy. But what you learn quickly is that there's a lot of half sizes out there. So there's people who um, they tend to associate with a small um, and you put them in a small and it's too tight. Then you put them in a medium and it's too big. So what we would do is we put them into one of the Japanese sizes, which would be perfect because it's like a half size. Right. So it actually worked out really well. So. Um, that could also be to your benefit, knowing exactly how things fit. And typically, all the manufacturers are pretty good at that, especially now. They will list all that stuff on their website, exactly how the chest sizes are, et cetera, et cetera. Keeping in mind that like the, the Dayanisi stuff that you're using is typically going to be a narrower, snugger fit. So, um, And then when I go to, uh, when I was working at Heritage Harley-Davidson, I'd go try on a large and it would be huge on me. So again, the sizes can be all over the map, um, depending on uh, the typical rider that falls into that line. Uh, and also the manu- the origin of manufacturing, right? So it can, it can definitely change. It's like buying a pair of jeans. You go and buy a pair of jeans and the exact same pair doesn't fit the same the next time. Yeah. So you definitely have to try the stuff on. Um, one thing that's been popular um, is riding shirts. So um, you'll see a lot of guys with riding shirts with a bit of elbow protection or a bit of shoulder protection, and they'll have some kind of abrasion resistance. Again, um, I, I think there's nothing wrong with those. They do have some uh, pros, especially in warm weather, but they're not designed for higher speed impacts. They're designed for lower speed impacts uh, to prevent abrasion, et cetera. So you're talking about like those Kevlar hoodies that have come out as of late. Yeah, I mean, you also- have a bit of armor in it, but they're supposedly full Kevlar. And so in that case, yeah, if you go down at a lower speed, you'll probably protect your skin and stuff still and won't have yeah. road rash. But you higher impact, you're not really you don't have that full armor that a jacket gives you. For sure. And you'll you'll see that a lot with the denim. Uh, there's lots of uh, ballistic denim that's out there now. So one of the cool things with that stuff is from a looks perspective, if you hop off the bike and you're going to Weston to Mall to do some shopping, you're not going to look like you just came off a motorcycle. So it's going to blend in nicely, but also we'll have some uh, definite protection um, if in, in the event that you do come off the motorcycle. Um, I mean, leather is always a great option, but again, um, all leather isn't created equal. 
So that's something uh, that we need to think about when we're out there looking at leather. I mean, uh, people used to say to me all the time, like, how could you spend, um, you know, $1,500 on a leather jacket or the X amount of uh, thousands of dollars on a race suit? It's because of uh, what I'm doing with the motorcycle. Yeah. And it's specific to the type of riding that I'm doing. Uh, do you need to have a three or $4,000 race suit when you're riding? I mean, no, I mean, but it definitely, if you're on the track, it's definitely going to give you peace of mind in case you come off the motorcycle. Yeah. But in street riding conditions, you're probably not going to need that. Uh, textile, really, really big. Um, there's been, um, textile has been around a long time and they um, they stand up just as strong as leather. Uh, but in some cases, uh, they may not have a second use like leather. Uh, so you may have to just replace the coat. But again, it depends on the brand and the, the quality of, of textile that you're using. Would Gore-Tex fall under the textile realm? Uh, Gore-Tex is kind of, it's just like um, a great layer of, of uh, wind protection and rain protection. So you'll see Gore-Tex in, in everything from, uh, you know, internal liners, external uh, rain, stuff like that for boots and gloves. Um but um, you'll see that in pretty much everything, including leather nowadays. Okay. Yeah. So leather, um, leather again, is always our top pick. I mean, it looks great. Um, it's just one of those things that, um, I mean, we always associate with uh, motorcycling is leather. And uh, <clears throat> as much as I, I love uh, leather, sometimes I tend to prefer my textile coats just because it's just uh, a lot cooler to ride in. I, the, the weather that we've had recently has been, um, you know, like our summer has been quite the heat wave. So that's where you want, if you do have leather, it's nice to have the perforated leather and perforated meaning the all those little tiny holes everywhere. And what a difference that makes. And if you have ever tried perforated leather, um, you, you won't go back. And then some people might be thinking, well, what about when it's cold or rainy? Well, you could put liners into these, these perforated coats to keep it, uh, the wind from coming in and also the, uh, uh, the rain. My question on perforated leather would be, would it not have an easier tearing aspect if you did go down? Not necessarily. I mean, my race suit is um, uh, the RS Tai Chi one is a $4,500 suit that I had made. And that suit is entirely uh, perforated. So it depends on the leather, the okay. folds of the leather, the stitching that they're using, because all that makes a massive difference. And then if the fit, ultimately, how it fits on you. That that's what's going to offer the protection. So if I were to buy an expensive leather coat and it didn't fit properly, well, it defeats the purpose. But perforation, uh, no, it's not going to make a difference. And if it is a difference, it's so minute it doesn't. It, you wouldn't even notice it. So all these different types of. I know we're talking about jackets. I'm going to kind of switch up a little bit just because I know we're probably going to have to go into a second episode. Sure. But all the different types of like textile leather, not so maybe not so much the mesh part, but all of that would also be the same for pants in like price point. It's just the same material just for the lower half of your body, obviously. What what are you telling me, Leanne, that you have leather pants? Well, I have leather pants and I have (laughs) textile pants and I have Kevlar leggings as well too. And Kevlar jeans. I've got all the pants. Well, you better. (laughs) That's great. That's, and that's the same thing. I mean, I'm the same way. So I have, um, the only leather pants I really have are probably my race suits or two pieces and things like that. But yeah, 
you're right. Um, it would definitely apply across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I like, I'm fascinated by all the different types of ways that we can go with this. Um, I know that we want to touch on like boots really quickly and gloves really quickly. And I know that there are new things that are like air vests or air jackets. Um, do you want to stick around with me for a second episode and kind of get into that technology as well? Yeah, let's do that. Then we can uh, blend into the rest of the riding gear. Absolutely. Okay. So let's do that. So, um, I think in like two weeks from now, our second episode following up with all this gear stuff with James will air. So for now, um, I guess to make sure you don't miss out on any upcoming podcasts or listen to previous ones, make sure that you follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcast ear candy from. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or a guest that you think would be great on our show. Let us know how well you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where you'll also get more information on motorcycle safety and awareness or reach out through our website at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe, and think bike, and we'll see you out on the road. Thank you.